The tax filing season may have come and gone, as they do every year. The IRS and its overseers say there's a big difference between what taxpayers owe and what the IRS actually collects. Democrats on the House Ways and Means Committee point to IRS staffing cuts as one reason for the so-called tax gap. But Republican lawmakers suggest other ways to collect more revenue. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman joins me with more. And they do argue this point year after year after year. I guess there's since there's been taxes, there's been tax gaps. But uh, how big is it this year, Jory? Well, you're right that this is not a new problem, that this has been going on for for years and years. But the most current estimate is $458 billion each year, and that's pretty close to half a uh, half a trillion dollars that they're not getting. And that keep in mind, this is before enforcement action, before the IRS uh, follow up, uh, follows up with people who are delinquent and knocks on those doors and, and asks for that revenue back. And so the IRS is actually working on coming out with a new estimate this summer. Commissioner Chuck Reddick told senators last month that they're looking at a more data-centric approach of using all this data that they have to to come up with it in, a, in an easier process. It's been a pretty laborious process to, to crunch those numbers and come up with that tally. And what about workforce reductions? Is that, in fact, a cause or is that something that they're arguing about politically? Well, for a while now, since 2010, the IRS has had about 20,000 fewer employees, but the Treasury Inspector General on Tax Administration drilled down at those numbers a little bit more at a hearing on last Thursday. Uh, They said that about 5,000 employees who work on tax return examination work no longer are at the agency, and about 1,600 revenue officers are no longer at the agency from between 2010 and 2017. These are reductions. Um, TIGTA also said that for those revenue officers, they bring in about $2 billion each year. They're on the clock and working. And taken all together, that's about $3 billion in revenue that's not getting collected as a result of those reductions in workforce. And looking at the the number of audits, TIGTA has also said that that has also decreased by about 32% in that same period of time. Treasury Inspector General J. Russell George told the committee that the IRS budget really does boil down to a zero-sum game at this point, that if they need to do something else, they need to borrow elsewhere within the agency. If they have less money that they can use for enforcement, if tax law changes require more attention to the 800 telephone number to make sure that people who call in with questions on how to file their taxes as a result of those tax law changes, the resources come from a different pot within the IRS. So there's less money for enforcement officials and what have you. And there's another watchdog who testified before lawmakers, uh, James Mateague, who is the Government Accountability Office's Director of Tax and Strategic Issues. Uh, He also agreed that the IRS is pretty stretched thin right now. You can only do so much with what you have. At some point, if you do want to increase the audit rate, which has fallen dramatically since 2010, then perhaps it is time to consider additional resources. All right. So the government's own watch, the Congress's own watchdog and the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration both argue for more resources. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jory Heckman. What is the budget outlook for 2020, at least what we know, which would be from the president's request for next year? So that president's budget request for FY 2020 is about a flat budget. It's nominally an increase. It's about a 2.5 percent increase 
uh, up to $11.5 billion. But Chairman Richard Neal of the committee, he was not convinced. He was not satisfied with that. He said that the IRS still makes a pretty strong return on investment with the dollars that is put into its budget. The amount of the tax gap that the IRS can collect depends on its funding and resources. Insufficient IRS funding creates incentives for some taxpayers to take aggressive tax positions. Well-advised taxpayers, including multinational companies and high-income taxpayers, have the incentives and resources to do precisely that. Well, aggressive is one person's way of getting around taxes. The question is, is it evasion? That's illegal. Tax avoidance, totally legal. Anyway, what else did the uh, other members have to say? Well, his colleague, Congressman Earl Blumenauer, Democrat from Oregon, said that there is this idea that agencies should run more like a business. But if you look at this, no other business would operate this way. No business in America cuts its accounts receivable. They would go out and collect the bills that are due them. And the budget numbers we are given understates the challenge that they face. Because in that period of time, when we reduced over 20% the people who work for the IRS, and we've documented that they have a computer system that goes back to when we were in college, they have been challenged, not just by a tax code that is infinitely more complex. There are more people in this country. Millions of more returns, more complexity, fewer people, and we've given up on enforcement. Well, I could unpack that one for an hour, but let's go on to what the Republican members propose as a fix, Jory. So the Republicans on the committee were a little dismissive of just simply hiring more employees and giving more budget resources to the IRS. Committee ranking member Kevin Brady said the IRS can't just simply you know, audit its way out of this problem. He instead turned to some uh, perhaps some softer solutions. For starters, we need to make sure that taxpayers are provided the customer service they deserve. Most Americans want to pay the taxes they owe, but do have a hard time when questions arise and they can't get through uh, to get help. We need to make it easier, which is why we required the IRS to create a customer service strategy in the bipartisan Taxpayers First Act. A quick note on that, GAO did bring up that The IRS was expected to build a customer service strategy back in 2017 as part of its spending bill, but two years later, they haven't gotten that strategy. And the other – another Republican on the committee, David Schweikert, said that the IRS is sitting on all this data, data on every taxpayer in the United States, and they should really be able to leverage that data in a better way to narrow the tax gap. The reality of it is if we would allow the IRS to do much more of that type of data mining. It's not about an FTE count of employees. It's about technology and the access to that type of information to finding compliance. Well, yeah, they have really deep philosophical differences here. And I suspect it's really a little bit of both. I mean, you've got to have people. And if there's 5,000 fewer people looking at returns and and going after money, fewer revenuers, as I used to call them, then yeah, clearly they're not going to get the money. And if they can document how much money each person collects, then that would seem a simple mathematical proposition for the right levels of staffing. There's no doubt that these technological advances are a sort of force multiplier that with some of these data-centric tools, one employee can do the work of perhaps five employees or more You know, a decade ago. But at the, at the same time, with these watchdogs having these very specific numbers of what each employee can bring in, like you said, it's somewhere in the middle, this, this solution here. 
Federal News Network's Jory Heckman, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out his story at federalnewsnetwork.com. A good story helps us understand the world and how to make it better. That idea drives what we do on the Daily News podcast, Post Reports. We bring you stories that empower people. You know this is a fraud, right? Why are you calling people doing this? And that hold powerful people accountable. Wait, you did what? We had to sue your office twice to get our hands on these documents. My name is Martine Powers. I co-host the show. Take the trusted reporting of The Washington Post wherever you go. Follow and listen to Post Reports. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.